0: to the accompaniment of a lyre to give thanks and praise to the Lord. Of Heman, these sons of Heman, Bakiah, Mataniah, Uziel, Shubael, and Jeremoth, Hananiah, Hanani, Eliatha, Gedaltai, Romam Taizer, Josh Malathai, Malathi, Hothar, and Mahaziath. All these were the sons of Heman, the king's seer for divine matters. To exalt him, God gave Heman fourteen sons and three daughters. All these, whether of Asaph, Jeduthun, or Heman, were under their father's direction in the singing in the house of the Lord to the accompaniment of cymbals harps, and lyres, serving in the house of God under the guidance of the king. Their number, together with that of their kinsmen who were trained in singing to the Lord, all of them skilled men, was two hundred and eighty-eight. They cast lots for their functions equally, young and old, master and pupil alike. The first lot fell to Asaph. To the family of Joseph. He and his sons and his kinsmen were twelve. Gedaliah was the second. He and his kinsmen and his sons were twelve. The third was Zachar. His sons and his kinsmen, twelve. The fourth fell to Israel, His sons and his kinsmen, twelve. The fifth was Nethaniah his sons and his kinsmen, 12. The sixth was Bukkiah, his sons and his kinsmen, 12. The seventh was Jezarela, his sons and his kinsmen, 12. The eighth was Jeshiah, his sons and his kinsmen, 12. The ninth was Mataniah, his sons and his kinsmen, twelve. The tenth was Shimei, his sons and his kinsmen, twelve. The eleventh was Uziel, his sons and his kinsmen, twelve. The twelfth fell to Hashabiah, his sons and his kinsmen, twelve. The thirteenth was Shubael, his sons and and his kinsmen, twelve. The fourteenth was Mattathiah, his sons and his kinsmen, twelve. The fifteenth fell to Jeremoth, his sons and his kinsmen, twelve. The sixteenth fell to Hananiah, his sons and his kinsmen, twelve. The seventeenth fell to Joshpacatia, his sons and his kinsmen, twelve. The eighteenth fell to Hanani, his sons and his kinsmen, twelve. The nineteenth fell to Malathai, his sons and his kinsmen, twelve. The twentieth fell to Eliatha, his sons and his kinsmen, twelve. The twenty-first fell to Hother, his sons and his kinsmen, twelve. The twenty second fell to GEDALTI, his sons and his kinsmen, twelve. The twenty third fell to Mahazioth, his sons and his kinsmen, twelve. The twenty fourth fell to Romamtai Ezer, his sons and his kinsmen, twelve. First Chronicles, chapter twenty six. Divisions of Gatekeepers As for the divisions of gatekeepers, of the Korahites was Mishelamiah, the son of Cori, one of the sons of Abiasaph. Mishelamiah's sons, Zechariah, the firstborn, Jediiel, the second son, Zebediah, the third, Jathniel, the fourth, Elam, the fifth, Jehahenan, the sixth, Elioenai, the seventh, Obed-Edom's sons, Shemaiah, the firstborn, Jehazabad, a second son, Joah, the third, Sekar, the fourth, Nithanel, the fifth, Amiel, the sixth, Issachar, the seventh, Peolathai the eighth, for God blessed him. To his son Shemaiah were born sons who ruled over their family, for they were warriors. The sons of Shemaiah were Othnai, Riphael, Obed, and Elzabad. Also his kinsmen, who were men of substance, Elihu and Simakaiah. All these were the sons of Obed-Edom, who, Together with their sons and their kinsmen were men of substance fit for service. Of obed sixty-two. Of Mishelamiah, eighteen sons and kinsmen, men of substance. Hosah, a descendant of Mirerai, had these sons. Shimrai, the chief, for though he was not the firstborn, his father made him chief. Hilkiah the second son, Tibaliah the third, Zechariah the fourth. All the sons and kinsmen of Hosah were thirteen. To these divisions of the gatekeepers, by their chief men, were assigned watches for them to minister in the house of the Lord, for each group in the same way. They cast lots for each gate, small and large families alike. WHEN THE LOT WAS CAST FOR THE EAST SIDE, IT FELL TO MESHALAMIAH. THEN THEY CAST LOTS FOR HIS SON ZECHARIAH, A PRUDENT COUNSELOR, AND THE NORTH SIDE FELL TO HIS LOT. TO OBED-EDOM FELL THE SOUTH SIDE, AND TO HIS SONS THE STOREHOUSE. TO Hosea FELL THE WEST SIDE WITH THE SHALAKETH GATE AT THE ASCENDING HIGHWAY. FOR EACH FAMILY watches were established on the east six watched each day on the north four each day on the south four each day and at the storehouse they were two and two as for the large building on the west there were four at the highway and two at the large building these were the classes of the gatekeepers sons of korah and Mererai. TREASURERS Their brother Levites had oversight of the treasuries of the house of God, and the treasuries of votive offerings. Among the sons of Ladan the Gershonite, the family heads were sons of Jehiel. The sons of Jehiel, Zetham, and his brother Joel, who oversaw the treasures of the house of the Lord. Of the Amramites, Isharites, Hebronites, and Uzielites, Shubael, son of Gershom, son of Moses, was principal overseer of the treasures. His associate was of the line of Eliezer, whose son was Rehabiah, whose son was Jusheah, whose son was Joram, whose son was Zikri, whose son was Shilometh. This Shilomath and his kinsmen oversaw all the treasures of the votive offerings dedicated by King David, the heads of the families, the commanders of thousands and of hundreds, and the commanders of the army. What came from wars and from spoils, they dedicated for the support of the house of the Lord. Also, whatever Samuel the seer, Saul son of Kish, Abner, son of Ner, Joab, son of Zeruiah, and all others had consecrated, was under the charge of Shilomith and his kinsmen. Magistrates Among the Israelites, Kenaniah and his sons were in charge of Israel's civil affairs as officials and judges. Among the Hebronites, Hashabiah and his kinsmen 1,700 men of substance, had the administration of Israel on the western side of the Jordan for all the work of the Lord and the service of the king. Among the Hebronites, Jerijah was their chief, according to their family records. In the fortieth year of David's reign, search was made, and there were found among them warriors at Jazer of Gilead. His kinsmen were also men of substance, 2,700 heads of families. King David appointed them to the administration of the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half tribe of Manasseh for everything pertaining to God and to the king. This audiobook has been broken into multiple parts to make the download faster. You have reached the end of a part, but not the end of the complete audiobook, so please check your library for the next part of this audiobook. The New American Bible, Revised Edition Written by the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, Confraternity of Christian Doctrine, Incorporated Narrated by Ron Daly FIRST CHRONICLES CHAPTER 27 ARMY COMMANDERS This is the list of the Israelite family heads, commanders of thousands and of hundreds, and other officers who served the king in all that pertained to the divisions of twenty-four thousand men each that came and went month by month throughout the year. Over the first division for the first month was Ishbael, son of Zabdiel, and in his division were 24,000 men. A descendant of Perez, he was chief over all the commanders of the army for the first month. Over the division of the second month was Eleazar, son of Doda from Aho, and in his division were 24,000 men. The third army commander for the third month was Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, the chief priest, and in his division were twenty-four thousand men. This Beniah was a warrior among the thirty and over the thirty. His son Amizabad was over his division. Fourth, for the fourth month, was Azahel, brother of Joab, and after him his son Zebediah, and in his division were twenty-four thousand men. Fifth, for the fifth month, was the commander Shamuth, a descendant of Zerah, and in his division were twenty-four thousand men. Sixth, for the sixth month, was Ira, son of Ikesh from Tekoa, and in his division were twenty-four thousand men. Seventh, for the seventh month, was Helaz, from Beth Pelet of the Ephraimites, and in his division were twenty four thousand men. Eighth for the eighth month was Sibachai the Hushathite, a descendant of Zerah, and in his division were twenty four thousand men. Ninth for the ninth month was Abiezer from Anathoth of Benjamin, and in his division were twenty four thousand men. Tenth for the tenth month was Mehari from Netopha, a descendant of Zerah, and in his division were twenty four thousand men. Eleventh for the eleventh month was Benaiah, the Pirathanite of the Ephraimites, and in his division were twenty four thousand men. Twelfth For the twelfth month was Heldai, the Netophathite of the family of Othniel, and in his division were twenty-four thousand men. Tribal Leaders Over the tribes of Israel, for the Reubenites, the leader was Eliezer, son of Zichri. For the Simeonites, Shephatiah son of Maacah. For Levi, Hashabiah, son of Kemuel; For Aaron, Zadok. For Judah, Eliab, one of David's brothers. For Issachar, Omri, son of Michael. For Zebulun, Ishmael, son of Obadiah. For Naphtali, Jeremoth, son of Azrael. For the Ephraimites, Hoshea son of Azaziah. For the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joel, son of Pediah, For the half-tribe of Manasseh in Gilead, Iddo, son of Zechariah. For Benjamin, Jeaziel, son of Abner. For Dan, Azarel, son of Jeroham. These were the commanders of the tribes of Israel. David did not count those who were twenty years of age or younger, for the Lord had promised to multiply Israel like the stars of the heavens. Joab, son of Zeruiah, began to take the census, but he did not complete it, for because of it wrath fell upon Israel. Therefore the number was not recorded in the book of Chronicles of King David. OVERSEERS Over the treasuries of the king was Asmaveth, the son of Adiel. Over the treasuries in the country, the cities, the villages, and the towers was Jonathan, son of Uzziah. Over the farm workers who tilled the soil was Ezri, son of Kelub. Over the vineyards was Shimei from Ramah, and over their produce for the wine cellars was Zabdi the Shiphonite. Over the olive-trees and sycamores of the Shephelah was Baalhanan the Gidorite, and over the stores of oil was Joash. Over the cattle that grazed in Sharon was Shitri the Sharonite, and over the cattle in the valleys was Shaphat the son of Adlai. Over the camels was Obel the Ishmaelite. Over the donkeys was Judea, the Meronathite, And over the flocks was Jezes the Hagrite. All these were the overseers of King David's possessions. David's Court Jonathan, David's uncle and a man of intelligence, was counselor and scribe. He and Jehiel, the son of Hakmoni, attended the king's sons. Ahithophel was also the king's counselor, and Hushai the Archite was the king's friend. After Ahithophel came Jehoiada, the son of Benaiah, and Abiathar. The commander of the king's army was Joab. First Chronicles chapter 28 The Assembly at Jerusalem David assembled at Jerusalem all the commanders of Israel, the tribal commanders, the commanders of the divisions who were in the service of the king, the commanders of thousands and of hundreds, those in command of all the king's estates and possessions, and his sons, together with the courtiers, the warriors, and every person of substance. King David rose to his feet and said, Hear me, my kinsmen and my people. It was my purpose to build a house of repose myself for the ark of the covenant of the Lord, the footstool for the feet of our God, and I was preparing to build it. But God said to me, You may not build a house for my name, for you are a man who waged wars and shed blood. However, the Lord, the God of Israel, chose me from all my father's family to be king over Israel forever. For he chose Judah as leader, then one family of Judah, that of my father, and finally among all the sons of my father, it pleased him to make me king over all Israel. And of all my sons, for the Lord has given me many sons, he has chosen my son Solomon to sit on the throne of the Lord's kingship over Israel. For he said to me, It is your son Solomon who shall build my house, and my courts, for I have chosen him for my son, and I will be a father to him. I will establish his kingdom forever, if he perseveres in carrying out my commandments and ordinances, as he does now. Therefore, in the sight of all Israel, the assembly of the Lord, and in the hearing of our God, keep and carry out all the commandments of the Lord your God, that you may continue to possess this good land, and afterward leave it as an inheritance to your children forever. As for you, Solomon, my son, know the God of your father, and serve him with a whole heart and a willing soul. For the Lord searches all hearts, and understands all the mind's thoughts if you search for him he will be found but if you abandon him he will cast you off forever see then the lord has chosen you to build a house as his sanctuary be strong and set to work temple plans given to solomon Then David gave to his son Solomon the design of the portico and of the house itself, with its storerooms, its upper rooms and inner chambers, and the shrine containing the cover of the ark. He provided also the design for all else that he had in mind by way of courts for the house of the Lord, with the surrounding compartments for the treasuries of the house of God, and the treasuries for the votive offerings, as well as for the divisions of the priests and Levites, for all the work of the service of the house of the Lord, and for all the liturgical vessels of the house of the Lord. He specified the weight of gold to be used in the golden vessels for the various services, and the weight of silver to be used in the silver vessels for the various services. Likewise, for the golden menorahs and their lamps, he specified the weight of gold for each menorah and its lamps, and for the silver menorahs, he specified the weight of silver for each menorah and its lamps, depending on the use to which each menorah was to be put. He specified the weight of gold for each table that was to hold the showbread, and the silver FOR THE SILVER TABLES, THE PURE GOLD FOR THE FORKS, BASINS, AND PITCHERS, THE WEIGHT OF GOLD FOR EACH GOLDEN BOWL, AND THE WEIGHT OF SILVER FOR EACH SILVER BOWL, THE REFINED GOLD AND ITS WEIGHT TO BE USED FOR THE ALTAR OF INCENSE, AND FINALLY, GOLD TO FASHION THE CHARIOT, THE CHERUBIM SPREADING THEIR WINGS AND COVERING THE ARK OF THE COVENANT OF THE LORD. All this he wrote down by the hand of the Lord to make him understand it, the working out of the whole design. Then David said to his son Solomon, Be strong and steadfast and go to work. Do not fear or be dismayed, for the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you or abandon you before you have completed all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. The divisions of the priests and Levites are ready for all the service of the house of God. They will be with you in all the work with all those who are eager to show their skill in every kind of craftsmanship. Also the commanders and all the people will do everything that you command. First Chronicles chapter 29 Offerings for the Temple King David then said to the whole assembly, My son Solomon, whom alone God has chosen, is still young and inexperienced. The work, however, is great, for this palace is not meant for human beings, but for the Lord God. For this reason, I have stored up for the house of my God, as far as I was able, gold for what will be made of gold, silver for what will be made of silver, bronze for what will be made of bronze, iron for what will be made of iron, wood for what will be made of wood, onyx stones and settings for them, carnelian and mosaic stones. EVERY OTHER KIND OF PRECIOUS STONE, AND GREAT QUANTITIES OF MARBLE. BUT NOW, BECAUSE OF THE DELIGHT I TAKE IN THE HOUSE OF MY GOD, IN ADDITION TO ALL THAT I STORED UP FOR THE HOLY HOUSE, I GIVE TO THE HOUSE OF MY GOD MY PERSONAL FORTUNE IN GOLD AND SILVER. THREE THOUSAND TALENTS OF ophir GOLD and seven thousand talents of refined silver for overlaying the walls of the rooms, for the various utensils to be made of gold and silver, and for every work that is to be done by artisans. Now, who else will contribute generously and consecrate themselves this day to the Lord? Then the heads of the families THE TRIBAL COMMANDERS OF ISRAEL, THE COMMANDERS OF THOUSANDS AND OF HUNDREDS, AND THOSE WHO HAD COMMAND OF THE KING'S AFFAIRS, CAME FORWARD WILLINGLY, AND CONTRIBUTED FOR THE SERVICE OF THE HOUSE OF GOD, FIVE THOUSAND TALENTS AND TEN THOUSAND DERRICKS OF GOLD, TEN THOUSAND TALENTS OF SILVER, EIGHTEEN THOUSAND TALENTS OF BRONZE, AND ONE HUNDRED THOUSAND TALENTS OF IRON. Those who had precious stones gave them into the keeping of Jehiel the Gershonite for the treasury of the house of the Lord. The people rejoiced over these freewill offerings, for they had been contributed to the Lord wholeheartedly. King David also rejoiced greatly. David's Prayer Then David blessed the Lord in the sight of the whole assembly. David said, Blessed are you, Lord, God of Israel our Father, from eternity to eternity. Yours, Lord, are greatness and might, majesty, victory, and splendor. For all in heaven and on earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is kingship, You are exalted as head over all. Riches and glory are from you, and you have dominion over all. In your hand are power and might. It is yours to give greatness and strength to all. Therefore, our God, we give you thanks, and we praise the majesty of your name. But who am I? and who are my people, that we should have the means to contribute so freely. For everything is from you, and what we give is what we have from you. For before you we are strangers and travelers like all our ancestors. Our days on earth are like a shadow without a future. Lord our God, all this wealth that we have brought together to build you a house for your holy name, comes from you and is entirely yours. I know, my God, that you put hearts to the test and that you take pleasure in integrity. With a whole heart I have willingly given all these things and now with joy I have seen your people here present also giving to you generously. Lord, God of our ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, keep such thoughts in the hearts and minds of your people forever, and direct their hearts toward you. Give to my son Solomon a wholehearted desire to keep your commandments, precepts, and statutes that he may carry out all these plans and build the palace for which I have made preparation. Then David told the whole assembly, Now, bless the Lord your God. And the whole assembly blessed the Lord, the God of their ancestors, bowing down in homage before the Lord and before the king. On the following day they brought sacrifices and burnt offerings to the Lord, a thousand bulls, a thousand rams, and a thousand lambs, together with their libations and many other sacrifices for all Israel. And on that day they ate and drank in the Lord's presence with great rejoicing. Solomon anointed Then for a second time they proclaimed David's son Solomon king and they anointed him for the Lord as ruler and Zadok as priest Thereafter Solomon sat on the throne of the Lord as king succeeding his father David He prospered and all Israel obeyed him All the commanders and warriors, and also all the other sons of King David, swore allegiance to King Solomon. And the Lord exalted Solomon greatly in the eyes of all Israel, giving him a glorious reign such as had not been enjoyed by any king over Israel before him. David's Death Thus David, the son of Jesse, had reigned over all Israel. He was king over Israel for forty years. He was king seven years in Hebron and thirty-three years in Jerusalem. He died at a ripe old age, rich in years and wealth and glory, and his son Solomon succeeded him as king. Now the deeds of King David, first and last, are recorded in the history of Samuel the seer, the history of Nathan the prophet, and the history of Gad the seer, together with the particulars of his reign and valor, and of the events that affected him and all Israel and all the kingdoms of the earth. The Second Book of Chronicles Introduction The second book of Chronicles takes up the history of the monarchy, where the first book leaves off. It begins with the account of the reign of Solomon, chapters 1 through 9, from the special viewpoint of the chronicler. The portrait of Solomon is an idealized one. He appears as second only to David. Solomon's building of the temple and the magnificence of his court are described in detail while the serious defects of his reign, as cited in First Kings, are simply not mentioned. This procedure is in keeping with the chronicler's purpose of stressing the supreme importance of the temple and its worship. He wishes to impress on his readers the splendor of God's dwelling and the magnificence of the liturgy of sacrifice, prayer, and praise offered there. Judah's kings are judged by their attitude toward the temple and its cult. To this ideal of one people united in the worship of the one true God at the temple of Jerusalem founded by David and Solomon, the restored community is to conform. In treating the period of divided monarchy, chapters 10 through 36, The Chronicler gives practically all his attention to the kingdom of Judah. His virtual omission of the northern Israelite kings is significant. In his view, the northern tribes of Israel were guilty of religious schism as long as they worshipped the Lord in a place other than the temple of Jerusalem. The Chronicler makes no mention of the important sanctuaries of Yahweh at Dan and Bethel, as though they had never existed. Nevertheless, he retains the ancient ideal of all Israel, a phrase occurring forty-one times in Chronicles, as the people of God. This unity, however, can exist only if the worship of the whole congregation of Israel takes place exclusively in the Jerusalem temple. This requirement explains the chronicler's praise of kings Hezekiah and Josiah for striving, after the fall of Samaria, to unite the remnants of the northern tribes of Israel with the kingdom of Judah. Nevertheless, after Josiah's death, Judah quickly careens toward its demise at the hands of the Babylonians. That catastrophe is reversed by the edict of Cyrus, allowing a return to Jerusalem and rebuilding of the temple. Thus, Second Chronicles ends. The second book of Chronicles can be divided into two major segments as follows. Section 1. The Reign of Solomon. Chapter 1, verse 1 through chapter 9 verse 31 section 2 the post-solomonic monarchy of judah chapter 10 verse 1 through chapter 36 verse twenty-three. Second chronicles section 1 the reign of solomon chapter 1 solomon at gibeon solomon son of david strengthened his hold on the kingdom, for the Lord his God was with him, making him ever greater. Solomon summoned all Israel, the commanders of thousands and of hundreds, the judges, the princes of all Israel, and the family heads. And accompanied by the whole assembly, Solomon went to the high place at Gibeon, because the tenth of meeting of God made in the wilderness by Moses, the Lord's servant, was there. David had, however, brought up the Ark of God from Kiriath-Jerim to Jerusalem, where he had provided a place and pitched a tent for it. The bronze altar made by Bezalel, son of Uri, son of Hur, he put in front of the tabernacle of the Lord. There Solomon and the assembly sought out the Lord, and Solomon offered sacrifice in the Lord's presence on the bronze altar at the Tent of Meeting. He sacrificed a thousand burnt offerings upon it. That night God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Whatever you ask, I will give you. Solomon answered God, YOU HAVE SHOWN GREAT FAVOR TO DAVID MY FATHER, AND YOU HAVE MADE ME KING TO SUCCEED HIM. NOW, LORD GOD, MAY YOUR WORD TO DAVID MY FATHER BE CONFIRMED, FOR YOU HAVE MADE ME KING OVER A PEOPLE AS NUMEROUS AS THE DUST OF THE EARTH. GIVE ME, THEREFORE, WISDOM AND KNOWLEDGE TO GOVERN THIS PEOPLE, FOR OTHERWISE Who could rule this vast people of yours?" God then replied to Solomon, "'Because this has been your wish, you did not ask for riches, treasures, and glory, or the life of those who hate you, or even for a long life for yourself, but you have asked for wisdom and knowledge in order to rule my people over whom I have made you king. Wisdom and knowledge are given you. I will also give you riches, treasures, and glory, such as kings before you never had, nor will those who come after you. Solomon's Wealth Solomon returned to Jerusalem from the high place at Gibeon, from before the tent of meeting, and became king over Israel. Solomon amassed chariots and horses. He had 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horses. These he allocated among the chariot cities and to the king's service in Jerusalem. The king made silver and gold as common in Jerusalem as stones, and cedars as numerous as the sycamores of the Shephelah. Solomon's horses were imported from Egypt and Cilicia, where the king's agents purchased them at the prevailing price. A chariot imported from Egypt cost 600 shekels of silver, a horse 150 shekels, so they were exported to all the Hittite and Aramean kings. Preparations for the Temple Solomon gave orders for the building of a house for the name of the Lord, and also a king's house for himself. Second Chronicles, Chapter 2 Solomon conscripted seventy thousand men to carry stones, and eighty thousand to cut the stones in the mountains, and over these he placed three thousand six hundred overseers. Moreover, Solomon sent this message to Huram, king of Tyre. As you dealt with David my father, and sent him cedars to build a house for his dwelling, now I am going to build a house for the name of the Lord my God, and to consecrate it to him for the burning of fragrant incense in his presence, for the perpetual display of the showbread, for burnt offerings morning and evening, and for the sabbaths, new moons, and festivals of the Lord our God. Such is Israel's perpetual obligation. And the house I am going to build must be great, for our God is greater than all other gods. Yet who is really able to build him a house, since the heavens and even the highest heavens cannot contain him? And who am I that I should build him a house, unless it be to offer incense in his presence? Now send me men skilled at work in gold, silver, bronze, and iron, in purple, crimson, and violet fabrics, and who know how to do engraved work, to join the skilled craftsmen who are with me in Judah and Jerusalem, whom David my father appointed. Also send me boards of cedar, cypress, and cabinet wood from Lebanon, for I realize that your servants know how to cut the wood of Lebanon. My servants will work with yours in order to prepare for me a great quantity of wood, since the house I intend to build must be great and wonderful. I will furnish as food for your servants, the woodcutters, twenty thousand cores of wheat, twenty thousand cores of barley, twenty thousand baths of wine, and twenty thousand baths of oil. Huram, king of Tyre, wrote an answer which he sent to Solomon. Because the Lord loves his people, he has placed you over them as king. He added, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who made heaven and earth, for having given King David a wise son of intelligence and understanding, who will build a house for the Lord, and also his own royal house. I am now sending you a craftsman of great skill, huram Abi, son of a Danite woman, and of a father from Tyre. He knows how to work with gold, silver, bronze, and iron, with stone and wood, with purple, violet, fine linen, and crimson, and also how to do all kinds of engraved work, and to devise every type of design that may be given him and your craftsmen, and the craftsmen of my lord David your father. And now let my lord send to his servants the wheat, barley, oil, and wine, which he has promised. For our part we will cut trees on Lebanon, as many as you need, and send them down to you in rafts to the port of Joppa, whence you may take them up to Jerusalem. Thereupon Solomon took a census of all the alien men resident in the land of Israel, following the census David his father had taken of them. They were found to number 153,600. Of these, he made 70,000 carriers and 80,000 cutters in the mountains, and 3,600 overseers to keep the people working. Second Chronicles, Chapter 3 Building of the Temple Then Solomon began to build the house of the Lord in Jerusalem on Mount Moriah, which had been shown to David his father. IN THE PLACE DAVID HAD PREPARED, THE THRESHING FLOOR OF ORNAN THE JEBUSITE. HE BEGAN TO BUILD IN THE SECOND MONTH OF THE FOURTH YEAR OF HIS REIGN. THESE WERE THE SPECIFICATIONS LAID DOWN BY SOLOMON FOR BUILDING THE HOUSE OF GOD. THE LENGTH WAS 60 CUBITS, ACCORDING TO THE OLD MEASURE, AND THE WIDTH WAS 20 CUBITS. The front porch along the width of the house was also twenty cubits, and it was twenty cubits high. He covered its interior with pure gold. The nave he overlaid with cypress wood, and overlaid that with fine gold, embossing on it palms and chains. He also covered the house with precious stones for splendor. THE GOLD WAS FROM PARVAIM. THE HOUSE, ITS BEAMS, AND THRESHOLDS, AS WELL AS ITS WALLS AND ITS DOORS, HE OVERLAID WITH GOLD, AND HE ENGRAVED CHERUBIM UPON THE WALLS. HE ALSO MADE THE ROOM OF THE HOLY OF HOLIES. ITS LENGTH CORRESPONDED TO THE WIDTH OF THE HOUSE, TWENTY CUBITS, AND ITS WIDTH WAS ALSO TWENTY CUBITS. He overlaid it with fine gold to the amount of six hundred talents. The weight of the nails was fifty gold shekels. The upper chambers he likewise overlaid with gold. For the room of the Holy of Holies he made two cherubim of carved workmanship, which were then covered with gold. The wings of the cherubim spanned twenty cubits, one wing of each cherub, five cubits in length, extended to a wall of the house, while the other wing, also five cubits in length, touched the corresponding wing of the other cherub. The wing of the cherub, five cubits, touched the wall of the house, and the other wing, five cubits, was joined to the wing of the other cherub. The combined wingspread of the two cherubim was thus twenty cubits. They stood upon their own feet, facing toward the nave. He made the veil of violet, purple, crimson, and fine linen, and had cherubim embroidered upon it. In front of the house he set two columns thirty-five cubits high. The capital of each was five cubits. He devised chains in the form of a collar, with which he encircled the capitals of the columns, and he made a hundred pomegranates, which he set on the chains. He set up the columns to correspond with the nave, one for the right side and the other for the left, and he called the one to the right Jakin and the one to the left, Boaz. 2nd Chronicles, chapter 4 Then he made a bronze altar, twenty cubits long, twenty cubits wide, and ten cubits high. He also made the molten sea. It was made with a circular rim, and measured ten cubits across, five in height, and thirty in circumference. Under the brim, a ring of figures of oxen encircled it for ten cubits, all the way around the compass of the sea. There were two rows of oxen, cast in one mold with the sea. This rested on twelve oxen, three facing north, three facing west, three facing south, and three facing east, with their haunches all toward the center. Upon them was set the sea. It was a hand breadth thick, and its brim resembled that of a cup, being lily shaped. It had a capacity of three thousand baths. Then he made ten basins for washing, placing five of them to the right and five to the left. In these, The victims for the burnt offerings were washed, but the sea was for the priests to wash in. He made the menorahs of gold, ten of them as was prescribed, and placed them in the nave, five to the right and five to the left. He made ten tables, and had them set in the nave, five to the right and five to the left and he made a hundred golden bowls. He made the court of the priests, and the great courtyard, and the gates of the courtyard. The gates he covered with bronze. The sea he placed off to the southeast from the south side of the house. When Huram had made the pots, shovels, and bowls, He finished all his work for King Solomon in the house of God. Two columns, two nodes for the capitals on top of the columns, and two pieces of netting covering the two nodes for the capitals on top of the columns. Four hundred pomegranates in double rows on both pieces of netting that covered the two nodes of the capitals on top of the columns. He made the stands and the basins on the stands, one sea and the twelve oxen under it, pots, shovels, forks, and all the articles Huram-Abi made for King Solomon for the house of the Lord. They were of burnished bronze. The king had them cast in the neighborhood of the Jordan between Sircoth and Zerida in thick clay molds. Solomon made all these vessels, so many in number that the weight of the bronze could not be determined. Solomon made all the articles that were for the house of God, the golden altar, the tables on which the showbread lay, the menorahs and their lamps of pure gold, which were to burn as prescribed before the inner sanctuary, flowers, lamps, and gold tongs, this was of purest gold, snuffers, bowls, cups, and firepans of pure gold. As for the entrance to the house, its inner doors to the Holy of Holies, as well as the doors to the nave of the temple, were of gold. 2nd Chronicles, Chapter 5 Dedication of the Temple when all the work undertaken by Solomon for the house of the Lord was completed, he brought in the votive offerings of David his father, putting the silver, the gold, and other articles in the treasuries of the house of God. Then Solomon assembled the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribes, the princes in the ancestral houses of the Israelites, to Jerusalem to bring up the Ark of the Lord's Covenant from the city of David, which is Zion. All the people of Israel assembled before the king during the festival of the seventh month. When all the elders of Israel had arrived, the Levites took up the Ark, and they brought up the Ark and the Tent of Meeting with all the sacred vessels that were in the tent the Levitical priests brought them up. King Solomon and the entire community of Israel gathered for the occasion before the ark, sacrificed sheep and oxen too many to number or count. The priests brought the ark of the covenant of the Lord to its place, the inner sanctuary of the house, the Holy of Holies, beneath the wings of the cherubim. The cherubim had their wings spread out over the place of the ark, covering the ark and its poles from above. The poles were so long that their ends could be seen from the holy place in front of the inner sanctuary. They cannot be seen from outside, but they remain there to this day. There was nothing in the ark but the two tablets which Moses had put there at Horeb when the Lord made a covenant with the Israelites after they went forth from Egypt. When the priests left the holy place, all the priests who were present had purified themselves regardless of the rotation of their various divisions. The Levites, who were singers, all who belonged to Asaph, Heman, Jeduthun, and their sons and brothers, clothed in fine linen, with cymbals, harps, and lyres, stood east of the altar, and with them a hundred and twenty priests blowing trumpets. When the trumpeters and singers were heard as a single voice, praising and giving thanks to the Lord, and when they raised the sound of the trumpets, cymbals, and other musical instruments to Praise the Lord who is so good, whose love endures forever. The cloud filled the house of the Lord. The priest could no longer minister because of the cloud, since the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. 2 Chronicles chapter 6 Then Solomon said, The Lord intends to dwell in the dark cloud. I have built you a princely house, the base for your enthronement forever. The king turned and blessed the whole assembly of Israel, while the whole assembly of Israel stood. He said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who with his own mouth spoke a promise to David, my father, and by his hand fulfilled it, saying, Since the day I brought my people out of the land of Egypt, I have not chosen a city out of any tribe of Israel for the building of a house that my name might be there. Nor have I chosen any man to be ruler of my people Israel. But now I have chosen Jerusalem, that my name may be there. And I have chosen David to rule my people Israel. When David, my father, wished to build a house for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel, the Lord said to him, In wishing to build a house for my name, you did well. But it is not you who will build a house, but your son who comes from your loins. He shall build the house for my name. Now the Lord has fulfilled the word he spoke. I have succeeded David my father, and I sit on the throne of Israel, as the Lord has said, and I have built this house for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. I have placed there the ark, in which is the covenant of the Lord that he made with the Israelites. Solomon's Prayer then he stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly of Israel and stretched forth his hands. Solomon had made a bronze platform five cubits long, five cubits wide, and three cubits high, which he had placed in the middle of the courtyard. Having ascended it, Solomon knelt in the presence of the whole assembly of Israel and stretched forth his hands toward heaven. He said, Lord, God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven or on earth. You keep the covenant and love toward your servants who walk before you with their whole heart, the covenant that you kept toward your servant David, my father. That which you promised him, your mouth has spoken and your hand has fulfilled this very day. And now, Lord God of Israel, keep toward your servant, David my father, what you promised. There shall never be wanting someone from your line to sit before me on the throne of Israel, provided that your descendants keep to their way, walking by my law as you have. Now, Lord, God of Israel, may the words which you spoke to David your servant be confirmed. Is God indeed to dwell with human beings on earth? If the heavens and the highest heavens cannot contain you, how much less this house which I have built. Regard kindly the prayer and petition of your servant, Lord my God and listen to the cry of supplication which I, your servant, utter before you. May your eyes be open day and night toward this house, the place where you have decreed your name shall be. Listen to the prayer your servant makes toward this place. Listen to the petition of your servant and of your people Israel WHICH THEY OFFER TOWARD THIS PLACE. LISTEN FROM THE PLACE OF YOUR ENTHRONEMENT, HEAVEN, AND LISTEN AND FORGIVE. IF SOMEONE SINS AGAINST A NEIGHBOR AND IS REQUIRED TO TAKE AN OATH SANCTIONED BY A CURSE AND COMES AND TAKES THE OATH BEFORE YOUR altar IN THIS HOUSE, LISTEN IN HEAVEN, ACT AND JUDGE YOUR SERVANTS. Condemn the wicked, requiting their ways. Acquit the just, rewarding their justice. When your people Israel are defeated by an enemy because they have sinned against you, and then they turn, praise your name, pray to you, and entreat you in this house, listen from heaven, and forgive the sin of your people Israel, and bring them back to the land you gave them and their ancestors. When the heavens are closed, so that there is no rain, because they have sinned against you, but they pray toward this place, and praise your name, and turn from their sin because you have afflicted them, listen in heaven, and forgive the sin of your servants, your people Israel for you teach them the good way in which they should walk. Give rain upon this land of yours, which you have given to your people as their heritage. If there is famine in the land, or pestilence, or if blight comes, or mildew, or locust swarm, or caterpillars, when their enemies besiege them at any of their gates, Whatever plague or sickness there may be, whatever prayer of petition any may make, any of your people Israel, who know affliction and pain, and stretch out their hands toward this house, listen from heaven, the place of your enthronement, and forgive. Render to each and all, according to their ways, you who know every heart, for it is you alone who know the heart of every human being. So may they revere you and walk in your ways as long as they live on the land you gave our ancestors. To the foreigners, likewise, who are not of your people Israel, but who come from a distant land for the sake of your great name, your mighty hand and outstretched arm, and come in prayer to this house, Listen from heaven, the place of your enthronement. Do all that the foreigner asks of you, that all the peoples of the earth may know your name, may revere you, as do your people Israel, and may know that your name has been invoked upon this house that I have built. When your people go out to war against their enemies, by whatever way you send them. And they pray to you toward the city you have chosen, and the house I have built for your name. Listen from heaven to their prayer and petition, and uphold their cause. When they sin against you, for there is no one who does not sin, and in your anger against them, you deliver them to an enemy, so that their captors carry them off to another land, far or near. And they have a change of heart in the land of their captivity, and they turn and entreat you in the land of their captors, and say, We have sinned and done wrong, we have been wicked. If with all their heart and soul they turn back to you, in the land of those who took them captive, and pray toward their land, which you gave their ancestors, the city you have chosen, and the house which I have built for your name, listen from heaven, the place of your enthronement, to their prayer and petitions, and uphold their cause. Forgive your people who have sinned against you. Now, my God, may your eyes be open. And your ears be attentive to the prayer of this place. And now, Arise, Lord God, come to your resting place, you and your majestic ark. Your priests, Lord God, will be clothed with salvation. Your faithful ones rejoice in good things. Lord God, do not reject the plea of your anointed. Remember the devotion of David, your servant. 2nd Chronicles chapter 7 When Solomon had ended his prayer, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offerings and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the house. But the priests could not enter the house of the Lord, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of the Lord. All the Israelites looked on, while the fire came down, and the glory of the Lord was upon the house, and they fell down upon the pavement with their faces to the earth, and worshipped, praising the Lord, who is so good, whose love endures forever. The king and all the people offered sacrifices before the Lord. King Solomon offered as sacrifice twenty-two thousand oxen and 120,000 sheep. End of the Dedication Thus the king and all the people dedicated the house of God. The priests were standing at their stations, as were the Levites, with the musical instruments of the Lord which King David had made to give thanks to the Lord, whose love endures forever, when David offered praise through them. The priests opposite them blew the trumpets, and all Israel stood. Then Solomon consecrated the middle of the court facing the house of the Lord. He offered there the burnt offerings and the fat of the communion offerings, since the bronze altar which Solomon had made could not hold the burnt offering, the grain offering, and the fat. On this occasion Solomon, And with him all Israel, a great assembly from Lebo Hamath to the wadi of Egypt, celebrated the festival for seven days. On the eighth day they held a solemn assembly, for they had celebrated the dedication of the altar for seven days and the feast for seven days. On the twenty-third day of the seventh month he dismissed the people to their tents, rejoicing and glad of heart because of all the blessings the Lord had given to David, to Solomon, and to his people Israel. Solomon finished building the house of the Lord, the house of the king, and everything else he wanted to do in regard to the house of the Lord and his own house. God's Promise to Solomon The Lord appeared to Solomon during the night and said to him, I HAVE HEARD YOUR PRAYER, AND I HAVE CHOSEN THIS PLACE FOR MY HOUSE OF SACRIFICE. IF I CLOSE HEAVEN, SO THAT THERE IS NO RAIN, IF I COMMAND THE LOCUST TO DEVOUR THE LAND, IF I SEND PESTILENCE AMONG MY PEOPLE, IF THEN MY PEOPLE, UPON WHOM MY NAME HAS BEEN PRONOUNCED, HUMBLE THEMSELVES AND PRAY, AND SEEK MY FACE, and turn from their evil ways, I will hear them from heaven and pardon their sins and heal their land. Now therefore my eyes shall be open and my ears attentive to the prayer of this place. Now I have chosen and consecrated this house that my name may be there forever, my eyes and my heart shall be there always. As for you, if you walk before me as David your father did, doing all that I have commanded you, and keeping my statutes and ordinances, I will establish the throne of your kingship as I covenanted with David your father when I said, There shall never be wanting someone from your line as ruler in Israel. But, if ever you turn away and forsake my commandments and statutes, which I set before you, and proceed to serve other gods and bow down to them, I will uproot the people from the land I gave, and repudiate the house I have consecrated for my name. I will make it a proverb and a byword among all nations, and this house which is so exalted, every passerby shall be horrified and ask, Why has the Lord done such things to this land and to this house? And the answer will come, Because they abandoned the Lord, the God of their ancestors, who brought them out of the land of Egypt, and they embraced other gods, bowing down to them and serving them, That is why he has brought upon them all this evil. 2nd Chronicles chapter 8 Public Works After the twenty years, during which Solomon built the house of the Lord and his own house, he built up the cities which Huram had given him, and settled Israelites there. Then Solomon went to Hamath of Zobah and conquered it, he built Tadmor in the wilderness, and all the supply cities, which he built in Hamath. He built upper Bethhoron and lower Bethhoron, fortified cities with walls, gates, and bars. Also Baalath, all the supply cities belonging to Solomon, and all the cities for the chariots, the cities for horses, and whatever else Solomon desired to build in Jerusalem in Lebanon, and in the entire land under his dominion. All the people who were left of the Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites who were not Israelites, those of their descendants who were left in the land and whom the Israelites had not destroyed, Solomon conscripted as forced laborers as they are to this day. But Solomon made none of the Israelites force laborers for his works, for they were his fighting force, commanders, adjutants, chariot officers, and cavalry. They were also King Solomon's 250 overseers who directed the people. Solomon's Piety Solomon brought the daughter of Pharaoh up from the city of David, to the house which he had built for her. For he said, No wife of mine shall dwell in the house of David, king of Israel, for the places where the ark of the Lord has come are holy. In those times, Solomon sacrificed burnt offerings to the Lord upon the altar of the Lord which he had built in front of the porch, as was required to be done day by day according to the command of Moses, especially on the Sabbaths, at the new moons, and on the fixed festivals three times a year, on the Feast of the Unleavened Bread, the Feast of Weeks, and the Feast of Booths. And according to the ordinance of David his father, he appointed the various divisions of the priests for their service. And the Levites, according to their functions of praise and attendance upon the priests, as the daily duty required. The gatekeepers, by their divisions, stood guard at each gate, since such was the command of David, the man of God. There was no deviation from the king's command in whatever related to the priests and Levites or the treasuries. All of Solomon's work was carried out successfully from the day the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid until its completion. The house of the Lord was finished. GLORIES OF THE COURT In those times Solomon went to Ezion-Geber and to Elath on the seashore of the land of Edom. Huram had his servants send him ships, and his own servants, expert seamen. They went with Solomon's servants to Ophir, and obtained there four hundred and fifty talents of gold, and brought it to King Solomon. Second Chronicles Chapter 9 The Queen of Sheba The Queen of Sheba, having heard a report of Solomon's fame, came to Jerusalem to test him with subtle questions, accompanied by a very numerous retinue, and by camels bearing spices, a large amount of gold, and precious stones. She came to Solomon, and spoke to him about everything that she had on her mind. Solomon explained to her everything she asked about, and there was nothing so obscure that Solomon could not explain it to her. When the Queen of Sheba witnessed Solomon's great wisdom, the house he had built, the food at his table, the seating of his ministers, the attendance and dress of his waiters, his cupbearers and their dress, and the burnt offerings he sacrificed in the house of the Lord, it took her breath away. The report I heard in my country about your deeds and your wisdom is true, she told the king. I did not believe the report until I came and saw with my own eyes that not even the half of your great wisdom had been told me. You have surpassed the report I heard. Happy your servants, happy these ministers of yours who stand before you always and listen to your wisdom. Blessed be the Lord your God, who was pleased to set you on his throne as king for the Lord your God. In the love your God has for Israel to establish them forever, he has made you king over them to carry out judgment and justice. Then she gave the king 120 gold talents, a very large quantity of spices and precious stones. Never again did anyone bring such an abundance of spices as the Queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. The servants of Huram and of Solomon, who brought gold from Ophir, also brought cabinet wood and precious stones. With the cabinet wood, the king made stairs for the house of the Lord and the house of the king, and harps and lyres for the chanters. The like of these had not been seen before in the land of Judah. King Solomon gave the queen of Sheba everything she desired and asked for, more than she had brought to the king. Then she returned with her servants to her own country. The gold that came to Solomon in one year weighed 666 gold talents, in addition to what came from the tolls on travelers and what the merchants brought. All the kings of Arabia also, and the governors of the country, brought gold and silver to Solomon. King Solomon made two hundred large shields of beaten gold, six hundred shekels of gold went into each shield, and three hundred bucklers of beaten gold, three hundred shekels of gold went into each buckler, and the king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. The king made a large ivory throne and overlaid it with fine gold. THE THRONE HAD SIX STEPS, A FOOTSTOOL OF GOLD WAS FASTENED TO THE THRONE, AND THERE WAS AN ARM ON EACH SIDE OF THE SEAT WITH TWO LIONS STANDING NEXT TO THE ARMS, AND TWELVE OTHER LIONS STANDING THERE ON THE STEPS, TWO TO A STEP. NOTHING LIKE THIS WAS MADE IN ANY OTHER KINGDOM. ALL KING SOLOMON'S DRINKING VESSELS WERE GOLD. And all the utensils in the house of the forest of Lebanon were pure gold. There was no silver, for in Solomon's time silver was reckoned as nothing. For the king had ships that went to Tarshish with the servants of Huram. Once every three years the fleet of Tarshish ships would come with a cargo of gold, silver, ivory, apes, and monkeys. SOLOMON'S RENOWN Thus King Solomon surpassed all the kings of the earth in riches and wisdom. All the kings of the earth sought audience with Solomon to hear the wisdom God had put into his heart. They all brought their tribute, vessels of silver and gold, garments, weapons, spices, horses, and mules— what was due each year. Solomon had four thousand stalls for horses, chariots, and twelve thousand horses. These he allocated among the chariot cities and to the king's service in Jerusalem. He was ruler over all the kings, from the river to the land of the Philistines and down to the border of Egypt. The king made silver as common in Jerusalem as stones, and cedars as numerous as the sycamores of the Shephelah. Solomon's horses were imported from Egypt and from all the lands. The Death of Solomon The remainder of the Acts of Solomon, first and last, are recorded in the acts of Nathan the prophet, in the prophecy of Ahijah the Shilonite, and in the visions of Iddo the seer concerning Jeroboam, son of Nebat. Solomon was king in Jerusalem over all Israel for forty years. Solomon rested with his ancestors, and was buried in the city of David his father, and Rehoboam, his son, succeeded him as king. Second Chronicles, Section 2 The Post-Solomonic Monarchy of Judah Chapter 10 Division of the Kingdom Rehoboam went to Shechem, where all Israel had come to make him king. When Jeroboam, son of Nebat, heard about it, he was in Egypt, where he had fled from King Solomon, and he returned from Egypt. They sent for him. Jeroboam and all Israel came and said to Rehoboam, Your father put on us a heavy yoke. If you now lighten the harsh servitude and the heavy yoke your father imposed on us, we will be your servants. He answered them, Come back to me in three days and the people went away. King Rehoboam asked advice of the elders who had been in his father Solomon's service while he was still alive, and asked, How do you advise me to answer this people? They replied, If you will deal kindly with this people and please them, giving them a favorable reply, they will be your servants forever but he ignored the advice the elders had given him and asked advice of the young men who had grown up with him and were in his service. He said to them, What answer do you advise us to give this people who have told me, Lighten the yoke your father imposed on us? The young men who had grown up with him replied, This is what you must say to this people who have told you, Your father laid a heavy yoke on us. Lighten it for us. You must say, My little finger is thicker than my father's loins. My father put a heavy yoke on you. I will make it heavier. My father beat you with whips. I will use scorpions. On the third day, Jeroboam and the whole people came back to King Rehoboam AS THE KING HAD INSTRUCTED THEM, COME BACK TO ME IN THREE DAYS. IGNORING THE ADVICE THE ELDERS HAD GIVEN HIM, KING Rehoboam GAVE THE PEOPLE A HARSH ANSWER. HE SPOKE TO THEM AS THE YOUNG MEN HAD ADVISED. MY FATHER LAID A HEAVY YOKE ON YOU, I WILL MAKE IT HEAVIER. MY FATHER BEAT YOU WITH WHIPS, I WILL USE SCORPIONS. The king did not listen to the people, for this turn of events was from God. The Lord fulfilled the word he had spoken through Ahijah the Shilonite to Jeroboam the son of Nebat. When all Israel saw that the king did not listen to them, the people answered the king, What share have we in David? We have no heritage in the son of Jesse. Everyone to your tents, Israel. Now look to your own house, David. So all Israel went off to their tents, but the Israelites who lived in the cities of Judah had Rehoboam as their king. King Rehoboam then sent out Hadoram, who was in charge of the forced labor, but the Israelites stoned him to death. King Rehoboam, however, managed to mount his chariot and flee to Jerusalem, and so Israel has been in rebellion against the house of David to this day. 2 Chronicles chapter 11 On his arrival in Jerusalem, Rehoboam assembled the house of Judah and Benjamin, 180,000 elite warriors, to wage war against Israel and restore the kingdom to Rehoboam. However, the word of the Lord came to shimeah a man of God. Say to Rehoboam, son of Solomon, king of Judah, and to all the Israelites in Judah and Benjamin, Thus says the Lord, You must not go out to war against your kinsmen. Return home, each of you, for it is I who have brought this about. They obeyed the word of the Lord and turned back from going against Jeroboam. Rehoboam's Works Rehoboam took up residence in Jerusalem and built fortified cities in Judah. He built up Bethlehem, Etam, Tekoa, Bethzer, Soko, Adullam, Gath, Marisha, Ziph, Adoreim, Lachish, Azekah, Zorah, Aijalon, and Hebron. These were fortified cities in Judah and Benjamin. Then he strengthened the fortifications and put commanders in them, along with supplies of food, oil, and wine. In every city were shields and spears, and he made them very strong. Thus Judah and Benjamin remained his. Refugees from the North Now the priests and Levites throughout Israel presented themselves to him from all parts of their land. For the Levites left their assigned pasture lands and their holdings, and came to Judah and Jerusalem, because Jeroboam and his sons Rejected them as priests of the Lord. In their place, he himself appointed priests for the high places, as well as for the satyrs and calves he had made. After them, all those of every tribe of Israel who set their hearts to seek the Lord, the God of Israel, came to Jerusalem to sacrifice to the Lord, the God of their ancestors. Thus they strengthened the kingdom of Judah and made Rehoboam, son of Solomon, prevail for three years, for they walked in the way of David and Solomon three years. Rehoboam's Family Rehoboam married Maalath, daughter of Jeremoth, son of David, and of Abihail daughter of Eliab, son of Jesse. She bore him sons, Jehush, Shemariah, and Zaham. After her, he married Maacah, daughter of Absalom, who bore him Abijah, Attai, Ziza, and Shilomith. Rehoboam loved Maacah, daughter of Absalom, more than all his other wives and concubines. He had taken eighteen wives and sixty concubines, and he fathered twenty-eight sons and sixty daughters. Rehoboam put Abijah, son of Maacah, first among his brothers as leader, for he intended to make him king. He acted prudently, distributing his various sons throughout all the districts of Judah and Benjamin in all the fortified cities, and he gave them generous provisions. AND SOUGHT AN ABUNDANCE OF WIVES FOR THEM. 2nd Chronicles Chapter 12 REHOBOAM'S APOSTASY Once Rehoboam had established himself as king, and was firmly in charge, he abandoned the law of the Lord, and so did all Israel with him. So in the fifth year of King Rehoboam, Shishak, king of Egypt, attacked Jerusalem for they had acted treacherously toward the Lord. He had twelve hundred chariots and sixty thousand horsemen, and there was no counting the army that came with him from Egypt, Libyans, Sukites, and Ethiopians. They captured the fortified cities of Judah and came as far as Jerusalem. Then Shemaiah the prophet came to Rehoboam and the commanders of Judah, who had gathered at Jerusalem because of Shishak, and said to them, Thus says the Lord, You have abandoned me, and so I have abandoned you to the power of Shishak. Then the commanders of Israel and the king humbled themselves, saying, The Lord is in the right When the Lord saw that they had humbled themselves, the word of the Lord came to Shemaiah, Because they have humbled themselves, I will not destroy them. I will give them some deliverance, and my wrath shall not be poured out upon Jerusalem through Shishak. But they shall be his servants. Then they will know what it is to serve me, and what it is to serve the kingdoms of the earth. Thereupon Shishak, king of Egypt, attacked Jerusalem and took away the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the house of the king. He took everything, including the gold shields that Solomon had made. To replace them, King Rehoboam made bronze shields, which he entrusted to the officers of the attendants on duty at the entrance of the king's house. Whenever the king visited the house of the Lord, the attendants would carry them and then return them to the guard room. Because he had humbled himself, the anger of the Lord turned from him so as not to destroy him completely. In Judah, moreover, there was some good. King Rehoboam was firmly in power in Jerusalem, and continued to rule. Rehoboam was forty-one years old when he became king, and he reigned seventeen years in Jerusalem, the city in which, out of all the tribes of Israel, the Lord chose to set his name. His mother's name was Naamah the Ammonite. He did evil for he had not set his heart to seek the Lord. The acts of Rehoboam, first and last, are recorded in the history of Shemaiah the prophet and of Iddo the seer, his family record. There were wars between Rehoboam and Jeroboam all their days. Rehoboam rested with his ancestors. He was buried in the city of David, his son Abijah, succeeded him as king. 2 Chronicles chapter 13 War between Abijah and Jeroboam In the eighteenth year of King Jeroboam, Abijah became king of Judah. He reigned three years in Jerusalem. His mother was named Micaiah, daughter of Uriel of Gibeah. There was war between Abijah and Jeroboam. Abijah joined battle with a force of 400,000 picked warriors, while Jeroboam lined up against him in battle with 800,000 picked and valiant warriors. Abijah stood on Mount Zimeraim, which is in the highlands of Ephraim, and said, Listen to me, Jeroboam, and all Israel. Do you not know that the Lord, the God of Israel, has given David kingship over Israel forever, to him and to his sons, by a covenant of salt? Yet Jeroboam, son of Nebat, the servant of Solomon, son of David, arose and rebelled against his Lord worthless men, scoundrels, joined him and overcame Rehoboam, son of Solomon, when Rehoboam was young and inexperienced, and no match for them. But now do you think you are a match for the kingdom of the Lord, led by the descendants of David, simply because you are a huge multitude, and have with you the golden calves which Jeroboam made you for gods? Have you not expelled the priests of the Lord, the sons of Aaron, and the Levites, and made for yourselves priests like the peoples of other lands? Everyone who comes to consecrate himself with a young bull and seven rams becomes a priest of no gods. But as for us, the Lord is our God, and we have not abandoned him. The priests ministering to the Lord are sons of Aaron, and the Levites also have their offices. They sacrifice burnt offerings to the Lord and fragrant incense morning after morning and evening after evening. They set out the showbread on the pure table, and the lamps of the golden menorah burn evening after evening, For we observe our duties to the Lord our God, but you have abandoned him. See, God is with us at our head, and his priests are here with trumpets to sound the attack against you. Israelites, do not fight against the Lord, the God of your ancestors, for you will not succeed. But Jeroboam had an ambush go around them to come at them from the rear, so that while his army faced Judah, his ambush lay behind them. When Judah turned and saw that they had to battle on both fronts, they cried out to the Lord, and the priests sounded the trumpets. Then the Judahites shouted, and when they shouted, God struck down Jeroboam and all Israel before Abijah and Judah. The Israelites fled before Judah, and God delivered them into their power. Abijah and his people inflicted a severe defeat upon them. Five hundred thousand picked men of Israel fell slain. The Israelites were humbled on that occasion, while the Judahites were victorious because they relied on the Lord, the God of their ancestors. Abijah pursued Jeroboam and seized cities from him, Bethel and its dependencies, Jeshena and its dependencies, and Ephron and its dependencies. Jeroboam did not regain power during Abijah's time. The Lord struck him down, and he died, while Abijah continued to grow stronger. He married fourteen wives and fathered twenty-two sons and sixteen daughters. Death of Abijah The rest of the acts of Abijah, his deeds and his words, are recorded in the Midrash of the Prophet Iddo. Abijah rested with his ancestors. They buried him in the city of David, and his son Asa succeeded him as king. During his time, the land had ten years of peace. Second Chronicles chapter 14 Asa's Initial Reforms Asa did what was good and right in the sight of the Lord his God. He removed the illicit altars and the high places, smashed the sacred pillars, and cut down the Asherahs. He told Judah to seek the Lord, the God of their ancestors, and to observe the law and the commandment. He removed the high places and incense stands from all the cities of Judah, and under him the kingdom had peace. He built fortified cities in Judah, for the land had peace, and no war was waged against him during these years, because the Lord had given him rest. He said to Judah, Let us build these cities, and surround them with walls, towers, gates, and bars. The land is still ours, for we have sought the Lord our God. We sought him, AND HE HAS GIVEN US REST ON EVERY SIDE. SO THEY BUILT AND PROSPERED. THE ETHIOPIAN INVASION Asa had an army of 300,000 shield and lance-bearers from Judah, and from Benjamin 280,000 who carried bucklers and were archers, all of them valiant warriors. Zerah, the Ethiopian, advanced against them with a force of one million men and three hundred chariots, and he came as far as Maresha. Asa went out to meet him, and they drew up for battle in the valley of Ziphatha near Maresha. Asa called upon the Lord his God, Lord, There is none like you to help the powerless against the strong. Help us, Lord our God, for we rely on you, and in your name we have come against this multitude. You are the Lord our God. Do not let men prevail against you. And so the Lord defeated the Ethiopians before Asa and Judah, and the Ethiopians fled. Asa and those with him pursued them as far as Gerar, and the Ethiopians fell until there were no survivors, for they were crushed before the Lord and his army, which carried away enormous spoils. Then the Judahites conquered all the cities around Gerar, for the fear of the Lord was upon them. They plundered all the cities, for there was much plunder in them. They also attacked the tents of the cattle herders, and carried off a great number of sheep and camels. Then they returned to Jerusalem. 2nd Chronicles chapter 15 Further Reforms The Spirit of God came upon Azariah, son of Oded. He went forth to meet Asa, and said to him, Hear me. Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you when you are with him, and if you seek him, he will be found. But if you abandon him, he will abandon you. For a long time Israel was without a true God, without a priest-teacher, without instruction. But when in their distress they turned to the Lord, the God of Israel, and sought him, he was found by them. At that time, there was no peace for anyone to go or come. Rather, there were many terrors upon the inhabitants of the lands. Nation crushed nation, and city crushed city, for God overwhelmed them with every kind of distress. But as for you, be strong and do not slack off, for there shall be a reward for what you do. When Asa heard these words and the prophecy, Oded the prophet, he was encouraged to remove the detestable idols from the whole land of Judah and Benjamin, and from the cities he had taken in the highlands of Ephraim, and to restore the altar of the Lord which was before the vestibule of the Lord. Then he gathered all Judah and Benjamin, together with those of Ephraim, Manasseh, and Simeon, who were resident with them. For many had defected to him from Israel when they saw that the Lord his God was with him. They gathered at Jerusalem in the third month of the fifteenth year of Asa's reign, and sacrificed to the Lord on that day seven hundred oxen and seven thousand sheep from the spoils they had brought. They entered into a covenant to seek the Lord, the God of their ancestors, with all their heart and soul. And everyone who would not seek the Lord, the God of Israel, was to be put to death from least to greatest, man or woman. They swore an oath to the Lord with a loud voice, with shouting and with trumpets and horns. All Judah rejoiced over the oath, for they had sworn it with their whole heart and sought him with complete desire. The Lord was found by them and gave them rest on every side. He also deposed Maacah, the mother of King Asa, from her position as queen mother, because she had made an obscene object for Asherah. Asa cut down this object, smashed it, and burned it in the Wadi Kidron. The high places did not disappear from Israel, yet Asa's heart was undivided as long as he lived. He brought into the house of God his father's and his own votive offerings, silver, gold, and vessels. There was no war until the thirty-fifth year of Asa's reign. Second Chronicles chapter 16 Asa's Infidelity In the thirty-sixth year of Asa's reign, Baasha, king of Israel, attacked Judah and fortified Ramah to block all movement for Asa, king of Judah. Asa then brought out silver and gold from the treasuries of the house of the Lord and the house of the king, and sent them to Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, who ruled in Damascus. He said, There is a treaty between you and me, as there was between your father and my father. I am sending you silver and gold. Go break your treaty with Baasha, king of Israel, that he may withdraw from me. Ben-Hadad agreed with king Asa and sent the leaders of his troops against the cities of Israel. They attacked Ijon, Dan, abel besides all the store cities of Naphtali. When Baasha heard of it, he left off fortifying Ramah, putting an end to his work. Then king Asa commandeered all Judah, and they carried away the stones and beams with which Baasha was fortifying Ramah. With them he fortified Geba and Mizpah. At that time Hanani the seer came to Asa king of Judah and said to him, Because you relied on the king of Aram, and did not rely on the Lord your God, the army of the king of Aram has escaped your power. Were not the Ethiopians and Libyans a vast army, with great numbers of chariots and horses? And yet, because you relied on the Lord, he delivered them into your power. The eyes of the Lord roam over the whole earth to encourage those who are devoted to him wholeheartedly. You have acted foolishly in this matter, for from now on you will have wars. But Asa became angry with the seer and imprisoned him in the stocks, so greatly was he enraged at him over this. Asa also oppressed some of his people at this time. Now the acts of Asa, first and last, are recorded in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. In the thirty-ninth year of his reign, Asa contracted disease in his feet. It became worse, but even with this disease he did not seek the Lord only physicians. Asa rested with his ancestors. He died in the forty-first year of his reign. They buried him in the tomb he had hewn for himself in the city of David, after laying him on a couch that was filled with spices and various kinds of aromatics compounded into an ointment, and they kindled a huge fire for him. 2nd Chronicles chapter 17 Jehoshaphat's zeal for the law His son Jehoshaphat succeeded him as king and strengthened his position against Israel. He placed armed forces in all the fortified cities of Judah and set garrisons in the land of Judah and in the cities of Ephraim which Asa his father had taken. The Lord was with Jehoshaphat, for he walked in the earlier ways of David his father, and did not seek the Baals. Rather, he sought the God of his father, and walked in his commands, and not the practices of Israel. Through him the Lord made the kingdom secure, and all Judah gave Jehoshaphat gifts, so that great wealth and glory was his. Thus he was encouraged to follow the Lord's ways, and once again he removed the high places and the Asherahs from Judah. In the third year of his reign he sent his officials Ben-Hael, Obadiah, Zechariah, Nithanel, and Micah, to teach in the cities of Judah. With them he sent the Levites, Shimeah, Nethaniah, Zebediah, Azahel, Shemiramoth, Jehonathan, Adonijah, and Tobijah, together with Elishima and Jehoram the priests. They taught in Judah, having with them the book of the law of the Lord. They traveled through all the cities of Judah and taught among the people. His power. Now the fear of the Lord was upon all the kingdoms of the countries surrounding Judah, so that they did not war against Jehoshaphat. Some of the Philistines brought Jehoshaphat gifts and a tribute of silver. The Arabians also brought him a flock of seven thousand seven hundred rams and seven thousand seven hundred he goats. Jehoshaphat grew ever greater. He built strongholds and store cities in Judah. He carried out many works in the cities of Judah, and he had soldiers, valiant warriors, in Jerusalem. This was their mustering according to their ancestral houses. From Judah, the commanders of thousands, Adnah, the commander, and with him, Three hundred thousand valiant warriors. Next to him, Jehohanan the commander, and with him two hundred eighty thousand. Next to him, Amaziah son of Zichri, who offered himself to the Lord, and with him two hundred thousand valiant warriors. From Benjamin, Eliada a valiant warrior, and with him. 200000 armed with bow and buckler next to him Jehozabad, and with him 180000 equipped for war these attended the king in addition to those whom the king had stationed in the fortified cities throughout all judah second chronicles chapter 18 alliance with israel Jehoshaphat, therefore, had wealth and glory in abundance. But he became related to Ahab by marriage. After some years, he went down to Ahab at Samaria. Ahab slaughtered numerous sheep and oxen for him and for the people with him and incited him to go up against Ramoth-Gilead. Ahab, king of Israel, Asked Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, Will you come with me to Ramoth-Gilead? He answered, You and I are as one, and your people and my people as well. We will be with you in the battle. Jehoshaphat also said to the king of Israel, Seek the word of the Lord at once Prophets in Conflict The king of Israel assembled the prophets, four hundred of them, and asked, Shall we go to fight against Ramoth-Gilead, or shall I refrain? They said, Attack! God will give it into the power of the king. But Jehoshaphat said, Is there no other prophet of the Lord here that we might consult? The king of Israel answered, There is one other man through whom we may consult the Lord, but I hate him because he prophesies not good, but always evil about me. He is Micaiah, son of Imlah. Jehoshaphat said, Let not the king say that. So the king of Israel called an official and said to him, Get Micaiah, son of Imlah, at once. The king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, were seated, each on his throne, clothed in their robes of state, in the square at the entrance of the gate of Samaria, and all the prophets were prophesying before them. Zedekiah, son of Canaanah, made himself two horns of iron, and said, The Lord says, With these you shall gore Aram until you have destroyed them. The other prophets prophesied in the same vein, saying, Attack Ramoth-Gilead and conquer. The Lord will give it into the power of the king. Meanwhile, The messenger who had gone to call Micaiah said to him, Look now, the words of the prophet are as one in speaking good for the king. Let your word be at one with theirs. Speak a good word. Micaiah said, As the Lord lives, I shall speak whatever my God says. When he came to the king, the king said to him, Micah, Shall we go to fight at Ramoth-Gilead, or shall I refrain? He said, Attack and conquer. They will be delivered into your power. But the king answered him, How many times must I adjure you to tell me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord? So Micaiah said, I see all Israel scattered on the mountains, like sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord saying, These have no masters. Let each of them go back home in peace. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, Did I not tell you? He does not prophesy good about me, but only evil. Micaiah continued, Therefore hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord seated on his throne with the whole host of heaven standing to his right and to his left. The Lord asked, Who will deceive Ahab king of Israel so that he will go up and fall on Ramoth-Gilead? And one said this, another that, until this spirit came forth and stood before the Lord saying, I will deceive him. THE LORD ASKED, HOW? HE ANSWERED, I WILL GO FORTH AND BECOME A LYING SPIRIT IN THE MOUTHS OF ALL HIS PROPHETS. THE LORD REPLIED, YOU SHALL SUCCEED IN DECEIVING HIM. GO FORTH AND DO THIS. SO NOW THE LORD HAS PUT A LYING SPIRIT IN THE MOUTHS OF THESE PROPHETS OF YOURS but the Lord himself has decreed evil against you. Thereupon Zedekiah, son of Canaanah, came up and struck Micah on the cheek, saying, Has the Spirit of the Lord then passed from me to speak with you? micah said, You shall find out on the day you go into an innermost room to hide. The king of Israel then said, Seize Micaiah, and take him back to Ammon, prefect of the city, and to Joash, the king's son, and say, This is the king's order. Put this man in prison, and feed him scanty rations of bread and water, until I come back in safety. But Micaiah said, If ever you return in safety, The Lord has not spoken through me. He also said, Hear, O peoples, all of you. Ahab's Death The king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, went up to Ramoth-Gilead. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, I will disguise myself and go into battle but you put on your own robes. So the king of Israel disguised himself, and they entered the battle. In the meantime, the king of Aram had given his chariot commanders the order, Fight with no one, great or small, except the king of Israel alone. When the chariot commanders saw Jehoshaphat, they thought, There is the king of Israel, and wheeled to fight him. But Jehoshaphat cried out, and the Lord helped him. God induced them to leave him alone. The chariot commanders, seeing that he was not the king of Israel, turned away from him. But someone drew his bow at random, and hit the king of Israel between the joints of his breastplate. He ordered his charioteer, Reign about, and take me out of the ranks, for I am wounded. The battle grew fierce during the day, and the king of Israel braced himself up in his chariot, facing the Arameans until evening. He died as the sun was setting. 2 Chronicles chapter 19 Jehoshaphat rebuked Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, returned in safety to his house in Jerusalem. Jehu the seer, son of Hanani, went out to meet King Jehoshaphat and said to him, Should you help the wicked and love those who hate the Lord? For this reason wrath is upon you from the Lord, yet some good has been found in you, since you have removed the Asherahs from the land, and have set your heart to seek God. Judges Appointed Jehoshaphat dwelt in Jerusalem, but he went out again among the people from Beersheba to the highlands of Ephraim, and brought them back to the Lord, the God of their ancestors. He appointed judges in the land, in all the fortified cities of Judah, city by city. And he said to them, Take care what you do, for the judgment you give is not human, but divine. For when it comes to judgment, God will be with you. And now, let the fear of the Lord be upon you. Act carefully, for with the Lord our God There is no injustice, no partiality, no bribe-taking. In Jerusalem also, Jehoshaphat appointed some Levites and priests and some of the family heads of Israel for the Lord's judgment and the disputes of those who dwell in Jerusalem. He gave them this command. Thus, you shall act in the fear of the Lord with fidelity and with an undivided heart. And in every dispute that comes to you from your kin living in their cities, whether it concerns blood guilt or questions of law, command, statutes, or ordinances, warn them lest they incur guilt before the Lord and His wrath, come upon you and your kin. Do that, and you shall not incur guilt. See now, Amariah is chief priest over you for everything that pertains to the Lord, and Zabadiah, son of Ishmael, is leader of the house of Judah in all that pertains to the king, and the Levites will be your officials. Take firm action, and the Lord will be with the good. 2nd Chronicles, Chapter 20 Invasion from Edom After this, the Moabites, the Ammonites, and with them some Meunites, came to fight against Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was told, A great multitude is coming against you from across the sea, from Edom. They are already in Hazazon Tamar, which is in Gedai. Frightened, Jehoshaphat resolved to consult the Lord. He proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Then Judah gathered to seek the Lord's help. From every one of the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. Jehoshaphat's Prayer Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court, and he said, Lord, God of our ancestors, are you not God in heaven, and do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? In your hand is power and might, and no one can withstand you. Was it not you, our God, who dispossessed the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have dwelt in it and they built in it a sanctuary for your name. They have said, If evil comes upon us, the sword of judgment or pestilence or famine, We will stand before this house and before you, for your name is in this house, and we will cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. And now, see the Ammonites, Moabites, and those of Mount Seir, whom you did not allow Israel to invade when they came from the land of Egypt, but instead... They passed them by and did not destroy them. See how they are now repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession you have given us. O our God, will you not bring judgment on them? We are powerless before this vast multitude that is coming against us. We ourselves do not know what to do so our eyes are turned toward you. Victory Prophesied All Judah was standing before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaiah, son of Jehiel, son of Mattaniah, a Levite of the clan of Asaph, in the midst